Welcome back to Beyond Strength and Endurance Podcast. I'm the head coach of BSE, Kyle Holman. Talking training again today, uh, really we're going to dive into the difference between discomfort, pain, and injury. Um, this is all about knowing your body. And honestly, if you train consistently enough, long enough, you know there's going to be some aches and pains and uh, times where you maybe just need to back off uh, the intensity or, or the weight a little bit. And then other times where we need to make a, a modification altogether. But I think the important thing to understand throughout all of this is, um, I mean, the majority of the time you can continue training, um, but you might just have to shift something around. But the tough thing is when I see people, you know, have an ache, pain, injury or whatnot, it's like, okay, well, I got to take now fill in the blanks uh, weeks off. And that just really um, makes it tough to stay consistent, right? I mean, and consistent, we've talked about before that consistency is what is going to pay the biggest dividends of just keep showing up and keep putting in work. Uh, but uh, we're going to dis- discuss how some days that work uh, needs to be a little different. So let's dive into it. Discomfort. We're really not talking about here of, um, you know, like the mental discomfort within a workout. Um, we're, we're looking at the body here. And uh, I mean, I make the joke uh, at 41 now and training for 28 years consistently now. I mean, it's if I woke up on days and didn't have, you know, some small little ache or pain, I would, I would honestly think I was dead. <laughs> um, I mean, that's a joke, you know, but this is, you know, because we're not talking about destroying your body every day. That's not the way to go about training. But um, honestly, if you're not, um, as you go through training, if you're not really getting any soreness or, um, you know, really anything like that, then I think you can put your, push yourself a little bit harder. Um, and if you challenge yourself, the way you should be, there should be some, uh, some soreness and, um, you know, maybe some aches or pains here or there. But, um, you know, I see it a lot of times where people be like, ah, oh, just, you know, my knees bothering me. So then they just take off training. Um, discomfort is something that, you know, you're, like I said, you're going to find, um, you know, uh, at my age and, uh, I've honestly had a torn meniscus for like six or seven years, whatever it is now. Um, there's some times when I, you know, get into some high volume squatting or whatnot that my knees feel a little rough. And, um, all that means is I might just have to be conscious of, you know, what I'm doing the next day. If, uh, squatting's in the workout or whatnot, then I might just need to, to back that off of up, or I might just need to warm up more and things like that. But discomfort is something that is, is natural. It's going to happen. Um, especially as you age, you'll you get a little bit, uh, more of that in your joints and stuff. And, uh, there's definitely things we can do through mobility, flexibility, and recovery methods to um, combat that. Um, I heard a great quote that, uh, you know, really, you're never overtrained. You're just under-recovered. Um, and recovery is, you know, what you do as far as warming up and cooling down and flexibility and mobility. It's hydrating yourself. It's your nutrition. It's your sleep. All those things is what helps the body recover because, I mean, what we're trying to do in training here is kind of progressive overload, right? We're trying to overreach a little bit so that the body has to adapt um, and and then become stronger or more fit or whatnot. And so you need to, you know, train. And in essence, it's, um, you know, fatiguing the muscles and things like that. And then we need to recover so we can come back and do it again. Um, but discomfort is something that, you know, is going to occur. Um, if you're, once again, I'll use the lower body example. If your legs are just super, super sore, then that might mean that, you know, hey, you need to go with no weight on squats or, or back off the percentages or the intensity a little bit. And I think that's a tough thing, uh, you know, once you start using certain weights in a workout, and especially once you RX things, 
Um, you know, the tendency is why I have to now RX every single workout. And we've talked about it before. This is the, you got to play the long game here. Uh, training is lifelong journey. And it's something that we are looking to do for, for life, honestly. So there's going to be some days where you're just feeling a little beat up or um, just don't have it that day. And you need to, to back off the weights or the intensity just a little bit, but you can still come train. Um, we're talking about here, like I said, consistency. And so the more and more you allow yourself to be like, well, this is sore, so I'm going to take one day off. And then one day turns into a week and a week turns into a month and so on and so forth. Um, yes, there should be some recovery days within the week. Uh, where I'm at right now, I take two uh, recovery days and um, I try to still move on those days. It could just be some light stretching or going for a jog or a walk or whatnot. Um, so there should be recovery days. This isn't about, you know, once again, destroying yourself every day or never, no days off or anything like that. But um, you know, you're going to come into some workouts and you're going to have some discomfort. Uh, but those are things you can still train right through. Um, like I said, you might have to make a small adjustment um, on the intensity or weight, but you can train through those things. And so um, I challenge yourself to do that um, and you know, look at the recovery modalities that you're using. Um, and like I said, it's not about some magic pill supplement. It's the basic stuff of good nutrition, you know, warming up and cooling down, hydrating, getting good sleep. Those things are, are honestly the best recovery modalities that you can do. Um, and then there are some other things that can help too, but, you know, get the basics down first before you worry about those other things. So, you know, if you got some soreness or a little bit of discomfort here, I mean, try warming up more, um, honestly, getting, you know, your body temperature up, uh, your heart rate up a little more, warm up a little more than usual, and then see how you feel when you get into the workout. And then you might have to um, back off the weights a little bit of that day, but you can still breathe and move and sweat um, and enjoy moving through that workout. And honestly, a lot of times if you do that, uh, that should help uh, getting blood flow to those muscles. It should actually help them feel better at your joints or whatnot. Pain. So we talked about discomfort and, you know, we we're talking about like, you know, soreness or just you know, maybe your joints feel a little rickety on a day or whatnot. That's not that that doesn't, uh, <laughs> you know, bother you or can't be, you know, I guess perceived as pain, but we're, we're trying to really get to know our body here and understand that kind of the different levels. So, um, those are discomfort. That's just a natural part of training. But this is where we actually have something that is painful. And when we you know, do a certain movement, we are getting um, pain, uh, very clearly pain. And you know, to use an example, through years of uh, high school and college sports, I dislocated my shoulder, my left shoulder, uh, I don't know, six times, seven times. I can't remember how many times now. But um, so there are days, um, especially when it gets into overhead uh, training or whatnot, where it, my left shoulder just does not feel good. Um, I've started to warm up on a snatch and I'm getting some pain, uh, in my shoulder. And there's something like that where we're legitimately getting pain now. This isn't the time to, to train to that. We talked about discomfort that, you know, you might have to adjust percentages or intensity, but you can train through that. Um, but when we have pain, that is not something we need to, uh, train through. I mean, uh, acute meaning short term. So if I have, you know, pain that just you know popped up or I did a certain movement and something felt a little weird, now I have pain. Um, if we continue to push through that, now it's going to turn into something chronic or long-term and something more serious. Uh, so we want to be mindful of that. So, but once again, you can still train. Uh, all it means, uh, you know, for personally is we need to avoid all pain, uh, for at least a week. And so if, you know, for example, I use my shoulder. If if snatching or overhead pressing is just causing me pain, then I need to 
completely change the movement or whatnot, sometimes just changing to a dumbbell or, uh, you know, more of a horizontal as opposed to a vertical press, um, or just working on high pulls as opposed to a full snatch, anything I can do to avoid pain. So I can still come train, but now I'm making, you know, more of modifications uh, on changing the movement so that I do not get pain. Um, and once I do that for a full week, if I'm still having pain, um, then, you know, in my opinion, it's the point where we definitely need to have somebody, you know, look at this now because I've backed off of it. Um, I've avoided all pain for a week, but I'm still getting uh, the pain. So that's when we need to have somebody check it out. Um, but once again, I mean, uh, the most recent time I dislocated my shoulder is a weird thing. I was doing a strict toe to bar of all things. So wasn't kipping or doing anything like that. And it, it, uh, popped out. That was the first time it had popped out in like 13 years. Um, and it was a solid six months, um, of, you know, I, I definitely went and saw somebody and, uh, got on, uh, physical therapy to, uh, help, uh, the tendons, ligaments and, and muscles around the shoulder, you know, recover and, and get, uh, better. Um, but, I couldn't really do pull-ups or, or things like that or really any kipping or overhead stuff for, uh, it was a good four to six months, but I trained consistently through that whole thing. I just had to, you know, make sure I was doing all my PT, make sure I was doing all the flexibility and mobility needed, but I needed to continue to avoid pain. Um, but that does not mean that I couldn't train. Uh, so once again, we're talking about knowing our body. Uh, we have the discomfort things where we just make a small scaling adjustment on weight or whatnot. But now we've moved into where we actually have pain, so we need to do uh, whatever it is we need to do to avoid um, causing or feeling any more pain in whatever is bothering us, and and then you know let that heal and recover, and then you know we're back to uh, normal training. Injury. So injury, you know we've we've if we've had pain and the pain didn't go away, now most likely there's something that. Um, you know, whether it could be something as simple as tendonitis, where once again, we do need to rest that and avoid pain. Uh, but there's a legitimate injury now. And you're going to find with injuries, a lot of times you, your body's going to let you know uh, if something is injured, uh, most likely through swelling. Um, there could be some some bruising or some black and blue. Um, now we know we legitimately have an injury that is going to be, you know, more of an extensive recovery process. Um, you know, I mentioned I have a torn meniscus, but it doesn't really lock, pop, or catch ever, or swell. Um, in the six or seven years it's been torn, it's only done that twice. And um, I mean, getting that snipped off just really doesn't, it's not fixing the issue. So um, until that point, I'll just continue to, to be mindful of it. But, um, you know, we've had somebody recently that kind of tweaked their knee and, and it was their meniscus that they had a little bit of a tear on and there was swelling and a limited range of motion. And so uh, they had to, you know, actually have surgery on that to fix it and, and come back through the recovery process. Uh, but once again, even with that individual that had surgery on their knee, get ready for your upper body to get jacked, right? <laughs> I mean, it's it's so easy and I get it. I mean, if we've got, you know, pain is kind of that second level and now injury is that third level. So we're we're to a point where we've we've definitely uh, overreached consistently or neglected some strength or mobility or whatnot to to cause this. And so um it's just our body's way of reminding us that we we need to, to back off that, but that doesn't mean that we need to stop training completely. Um, it, if it's a more serious injury, it might be something where we really need to back off and maybe we, all, we can only do like cardio or core stabilization or something like that. Um, I remember a great story from an Olympic uh, shot putter. Um, I mean, huge dude was squatting a thousand, <laughs> benching like 600, um, hurt his back. Um, it was a, uh, 
bulging discs that turn into a herniated disc. And so he talked about for a solid six months, like literally the only thing he was cleared to do was um, core work and stabilization and stuff like that. So he did that. And uh, he actually came back and ended up PRing in the next uh, Olympics that he was in uh, because he still consistently trained and honestly um, found that even as strong as he was, the core was the limiting factor for him and your body kind of reminded you that it was the weak link and therefore there was an injury, but then he focused on that and came back even stronger. So um, no matter what, no matter what level we're on here, discomfort, we're just making some some modifications or, or, you know, adjusting intensity, you know, pain, we need to do whatever we do to avoid pain uh, at all costs. And then if it continues to linger, then we need to have that checked out. And then if there is an injury, you know, we need to see what it is, we need to see what the best course of action is to fix it um, and get back on um, the rebound from there. But during all of these things, it's very, very rare um, in my 18 years of coaching that somebody legitimately just had to take an extended period off of absolutely nothing. Um, so I challenge yourself no matter what uh, level you're experiencing at any time. Um, these are what coaches are around for or, or whoever you have uh, to ask these questions and uh, go see somebody, um, you know, a doctor or AT or PT if needed. Um, but you can always find a way to continue training and stay consistent. Um, and, and, you know, your strength might go down a little bit if you really can't do a lot of strength training and you have to do more cardio-based or stabilization stuff, but you're still training um, because anything you can do, it, you might have to solely work on mobility and flexibility if it's something uh, that's that's more serious than, than other things, but that's what keeps you consistent and that's what keeps you from starting over anytime you feel some soreness or discomfort or, or pain or we've gotten to the situation where we have an injury uh, for constantly letting those things, you know, stop all training, then we're just continually starting back over from day one. And I've mentioned it before that the more training hours you can get under your belt, the higher your training age is. And then when you do have to take some time off from things, the less it will affect you. Uh, I mean, I've said it before the, you know, the fact that I've trained consistently for 28 years, I could probably legit take a full month off of really doing uh, nothing, which from a mental standpoint, I would never do. But let's say I did take a full month off, no training, nothing. Um, it would affect me way less than somebody who only has a training age of six months. It's basically like they're starting all the way back over again. Um, so keep that in mind that that's why consistency is such an important thing, because the more you accumulate, the less things will affect you. Nutrition is no different. The more consistently I hit my macros and eat well and all those things, then when I do have a cheap meal or maybe I went on vacation for a week and just kind of enjoyed life and, and ate a lot of fried food or seafood, it will affect you way less the more consistent um, days and weeks and months and years you had leading up to that point. So um, you know, pay attention to your body. This is getting to know the difference between those levels and what you need to do when you're in those certain levels. But no matter what, um, in my experience, nine times out of 10, there's always a way to keep training in some capacity.